Hello, welcome to my second podcast. So, this was supposed to come out yesterday, but I ended up recording the whole thing and found out I didn't even press the record button. So, that's life for you, and it was the election day too. Coincidence? I don't know. But, yeah. Anyway, um, looking back, I was really excited about the last podcast, but I think that I talked a little too slow, and there were a lot of pauses, so, yeah. But, I, I think I was pretty excited about it, and yeah. Let me know also if, like, these are too long. Like, the podcasts I listen to are typically a little longer, like 20, 30 minutes, and I know that I can just talk and talk, like, trust me, I have things to say, but, yeah, I can also make it shorter if other people like that. And today, I'm going to be talking about, probably seen the title, but Psychiatric Hospitals, yay! I mean, I'm being a bit sarcastic, but, yeah, it's completely a coincidence that it's on the same day of election, but... Like, honestly, whatever you're doing, like, please just stay safe. Um, whether that's COVID or your mental health, just do what you can and reach out and, yeah, take care of yourself and take care of others because this is a difficult time. But I digress. That is not what I'm talking about. So the reason that I'm making this is because... A little over a year ago, I was admitted into a psychiatric hospital in my area. I'm not going to say the name, but I think I've learned a lot, as cheesy as that sounds, and I don't know. It's a bit of an odd experience, and obviously there's a bit of stigma. I, I didn't feel that I knew a lot coming in, so that's... Kind of why I'm making this more is like an informing video, even though obviously, like, I'm not a mental health professional. Like, everything I say is just my opinions. But I think it's worth talking about. Before I talk about this, I do want to um, give a little disclaimer and trigger warning. I'm not sure if that's the right word. But, um, I know that mental health is really hard to talk about, and I'm very aware of what I'm saying, and I'm gonna do my best not to say anything that's triggering or leads to certain ideas, because I think it's important to be careful about what you say. However, there may be things that I talk about, like restrictions, or... Things that are in place for a reason, and I don't want this to, like, give any ideas. So, yeah, if you're in a really bad place right now and you don't want to hear this, this may not be the episode for you. But once again, I'm not going to talk about any disorders, any coping mechanisms, any behaviors, um, thoughts, I don't know. I'm going to be very vague, and yeah, as far as, like, people in a mental hospital 
are in crisis. They have something serious going on. And I'm not going to say what it is or isn't. Because A, I don't know. I know my experience. And B, I don't think it's super helpful. If you're interested in that and learning more about that, I would suggest going to um, someone more experienced than I. Perhaps a doctor, a therapist, that kind of thing. With that in mind, I also thought about what would be helpful. I knew that I wanted to talk about this online, but I do have a lot of thoughts, but not all of them are super appropriate to be putting out to the world, just in the fact that I do have a lot of problems with what happened, things that people said to me, etc., and I didn't handle things in the best way, but... I don't think that it's appropriate for me to come on and just complain, and I don't think that's helpful for anyone, for myself or other people, because what happened happened, did it help me? I don't know. But that really isn't the point. So, I'm going to divide this episode up into two parts. One, I'm just going to talk about my experience What happens, the things that go on. I hope it won't be boring, but yeah, this is a bit educational. And then I'll move on to some lessons I've learned. Um, so I'm not gonna talk about why I went to a mental hospital, but things were bad. I was admitted, and then going through the admission process is very tough. So I was I had a psychiatric assessment for about 30 minutes where they asked a lot of questions and then they said, "Hey, you're doing an inpatient stay." So I thought this meant that they would introduce me to the unit and I would go on, do everything, but actually no. I had to go through a process of meeting several different people. I don't know what to call them. Honestly, I'm not even sure all who I met with, but it was several people. They asked me similar questions and checked up on certain things. Overall, I'd say this process took around two hours, and to be honest, I found it quite traumatizing, but... I think it's important to remember they're trying to get to know you. They want a lot of input and a lot of people's input on you so they can best care for you. And this is tough. Yeah. But, yeah. In addition, they do make you um, do a strip test. Yeah. I'm not going to say why, but that that was not fun for me, but... You know, it is what it is. And then coming on, I was put in a bedroom, and it was a pretty wide bedroom. I mean, they didn't really have a lot there. Um, mattress was decently comfortable. There's a shower, a bathroom. Did you share a room? I actually ended up not having a roommate, but yeah. So, along with that, there's a dividing line between 
the rooms and they encourage you not to go to the other patient's room or the side of their room. And yeah, you can't visit other patients' rooms or if someone's talking to somebody like off to like this little side, like it sort of looks like a receptionist area, I guess. They tell you not to talk to them and to me this seems weird. Like I'm an extrovert. If I see someone, I just want to talk to them. <coughs> but I think it's important to remember that like you dealing with your stuff might affect someone else or whatever. It might not be good for them for you to be around. Or maybe it's not good for you. It's just when you're dealing with certain things, and I know I'm being very vague, but there is a reason why they don't want a lot of mentally ill people to be around each other because of what you're dealing with. So, yeah. And fights and stuff, like, they do happen. Granted, I didn't see anything very extreme, but I'd be lying if I said there wasn't tensions. And this is just because people aren't necessarily in their right minds, like, may not be sleeping, they might be dealing with some really awful stuff. And, yeah, it's important to remember that, I think, because it can be easy to look around and be like, why am I here? Like, at least for me, I looked around and I was like, these people are insane. Like, I don't know why they're so mean. They're scary, etc., etc. And I know that sounds really awful for me to say. That's a stereotype about mental illness. But it kind of is hard. It kind of is um, easy to see just because certain people's illnesses come out a certain way, but this really doesn't make them a bad person. Like, they're there because they're struggling, and you probably don't know why. And even if they share some stuff, you probably don't know why they're acting that way. So, as in all things, I think having grace and knowing that people are struggling is really important. In addition to yourself, if you're there. And... Along with that, some of the things you got, like, I got shower equipment, I got a brush, um, clothes. I actually didn't, um, pack an extra pair of clothes, so I ended up having to ask the nurse for it, and thankfully they gave it to me, and, yeah. A lot of the stuff isn't necessarily great, like, they want to keep everyone safe, so the, like, the brushes aren't very sharp, so they didn't really brush my hair that well, to be honest, but I mean, I don't know, you're there because you need help, and you're probably not going to look that great, I know I, I look like crap the whole time, even though on my notes, actually, they said, that I had good hygiene, which I was a bit confused about because I wore the same clothes the entire time I was there. I never brushed my hair. I never brushed my teeth. But I don't know. 
Um, moving on, along with restrictions, like, you're not allowed your phone, and I don't really know the reasons for this. I think they just don't want you to do something that's harmful, like, text, call someone, like, I don't know, maybe if you call the police and you're like, they locked me up, I, that would probably be discouraged. And they do take your items, they put them in a bin, so like, my bin said Michelle. And, yeah, later on you can come in, they don't allow anything with strings, sharp edges, etc. So, my pajama pants had, um... A little bow on it, and that was cut. Snip, snip, snip. And, yeah. Um, another thing is the food. So, um, lunch. All the meals were um, very rigid at a certain time. 8 a.m. breakfast, 12 a.m., 12 p.m. lunch, 5 p.m. dinner. And you went in line... You got them. Yeah, food was not great, but they do have restrictions because they don't want people to have a lot of sugar or a lot of fat or they don't allow coffee with caffeine. Do have decaf. Yeah, weird story. There was this one guy who got um Fanta. And then we were doing an activity afterwards, and um, we were all like, what? Like, how did you get um, soda? But apparently he had just asked the nurse. But, yeah, they don't regularly give soda because, I don't know, if you're struggling, they just don't do that to you. Um, what else? The phone. So, they have a phone up in like the lob- the hallway lobby area you can call people and if you don't um know their numbers you can go into your phone but like somebody has to be watching you like uh, uh I don't I don't know honestly I don't know everyone's names in there but someone who works there has to like um, look at what you're doing, make sure you're not doing anything sketchy, and you can write their number down, you can call them, yeah, that's kind of a way to, um, get support, because, honestly, being in a mental hospital is the most isolating experience, probably, of my life, like, um, I was so bored, honestly, like, I cried all the time because I was like, I miss my friends. I'm used to living in a dorm, and I'd see my friends every single day. And then all of a sudden, I couldn't see anyone. Like, everyone in there is complete strangers. You're in a completely different environment. And, I don't know, I found it very challenging. And so, I think it's definitely a good resource. They tell you that there's a 10-minute limit on the phone. I'm not sure if that's true because I ended up calling someone for, like, 10 minutes. Over 10 minutes. I called my parents for, like, 45 minutes. 
and like people saw that I did that people who work there and um no one said anything so I think I think it's more that they don't want a lot of people in line to be like waiting for the phone and not doing anything because um yeah it's not fair to other people if you're just hogging it up because there's only um one phone on a unit well okay I guess I should clarify by saying that there's like two units there's a girl and a guy so yeah my unit like this doesn't really mean anything unless you know the specific hospital I was at but it was called the Elm unit so there was a girls and a guys and they don't really want them integrating because I'm not really sure but yeah I guess maybe harmful things could happen or they don't want certain people to trigger other people I'm not really sure of the reasons also you're not supposed to wear very revealing clothing or clothing with certain things on it. I don't really know all the rules, but, um, yeah. Along with that, visiting hours. So this is different on every unit. I briefly looked at, or probably hospitals, so I briefly looked at, um, there's a really, um, I think, severe unit where they're allowed, like, one call or one vis- one visiting hour per week. Mine had, I think, visiting hours three or four days a week for one hour, so like six to seven. And my parents visited me Monday night. And, yeah, they can't go in your rooms. And, yeah, you as a patient can't have to say that somebody's allowed to come and visit you. So, it can't be like, I don't know, if you're if you're somebody's ex and you say, wow, I really want to see them. And then the person's like, no, I don't want you to. Then, that's right. That leads into something else. I realized being there that... There's a lot of privacy, like, they don't tell you work if you don't want to, they're, they legally, like, protect you, and I know for me, like, I didn't really care, like, I honestly don't really care if people know that I was at a a mental institution, but, I don't know, it can maybe damage people's reputations, and I think... I was just really surprised about, like, the lengths they went to keep your identity. But it's definitely a good thing to be aware of. Um, so, I guess I'll talk about what does a typical day look like. So, life is very structured at a mental hospital. And in my opinion, it's just... To be able to keep a routine for people. And so they have something to do. Like I know when I was really unhealthy. I would just spend all my time in bed. And just not do anything. And so being there really forced me to be active. To be away from the stressors I was dealing with. And really clear my head. Just by doing stuff. 
I don't know if this is true for everyone, but these are some of the ways that it impacted me. Um, yeah, but, so we have classes all day, some of them is group therapy, um, skills on things, crafts, meals, there's like exercise thing, which wasn't really much, um, yeah, not sure, um, again, with all these things, like, with the classes, they want, like, we call them groups. Oh, also, another thing I just remember is that at the beginning of the day, they have you make, like, goals for yourself. So, what do I want to do today? What can I accomplish? And, yeah, I think that's, like, a good habit in general. Um, yeah, but with these groups and stuff, they don't make you go... But they do keep track of whether you're there or not, so, yeah. But I definitely think that, like, it's good to go. I mean, obviously, like, you leave faster. I'm not gonna lie, but, like, that's not the reason, like, you might learn a lot. could be helpful. I don't know. But this is just an opportunity to focus on yourself, so... That's why they do have these resources available. Um, along with that, they have um, people checking on you pretty regularly. So every hour or so, they'll record like your mental health just in terms of on a scale of 1 to 10. How anxious are you? How depressed are you? And... This is just kind of like the long-term stay. They want to have an evaluation of how they're doing. And I personally found it a little creepy that like people were checking on me every single day. But no, like, I don't know. They're doing it because they help you. And I know I keep saying that, but that's something that I still, even to this day, really need to learn. And I'm still learning. But, in addition to that, they check up on you, I don't know how often, but while you're sleeping every few hours, perhaps, they, yeah, take a recording of what you're doing, and so all the bedrooms have a window that they can peek in, and yeah. It's definitely, there's definitely no privacy, and I'm someone who values my independence, and I like to do things on my own, I don't like people watching me, so it's going to be hard. But, like I said, they're there to help you, and yes. Um, along with that, you meet um, a lot of professionals. I honestly don't even remember who they are, but someone talks to you about your physical health. Um, you see the psychiatrist every day. So that appointment, like, always happens, and that is the, the person, at least where I stayed, that would say, oh, you can go, or you cannot go. 
I think everyone who's there wants to leave. I know for me, and this isn't a healthy mindset, but I know for me, the minute I came in, I was like, I want to leave, I hate this. So, yeah. But also, hey, you're often pulled out of, like, groups to meet with someone, so, like, there's a case manager, and they talk about your plans after leaving, which, for me, because I'm a college student, and, like, there's mental health resources at my college, it wasn't too difficult, but, um, some people have, like, insurance issues with healthcare, or they, um, are homeless, perhaps, which, yeah, again, like, there's a lot of things going on and reasons people might be there, so different people are there for, um, different reasons, and yeah, it does feel like you're just constantly talking to people, and they're asking so many questions, and at least for me, half the time I was like, I don't know, and I typically consider myself a pretty articulate person, like, I can generally explain what's going on in my life, so this was a bit strange for me, and like, keep in mind, this was one of the worst times of my life, um, yeah, but I think it's not so bad when you remember that there's a lot of people there who care about you, and finally, like, I think I've kind of touched on this, but there's a lot of restrictions, like, I always give this example, so we were playing a game, and so the person leading the group draws this uh, picture on the board, and my response is to be like, oh, that's Hangman, but instantly I was yelled at, and they were like, hey, like, that language isn't appropriate. Now, for me, and my issues, the word hangman was not, like, a problem for me, but I think it's important to remember that what's hard for you to deal with, or what you don't have a problem dealing with, might not be the same for other people, so that goes with things that are restricted, so there are certain restrictions that I didn't need. But I know that I have to follow them to respect other people. And in that mindset, like, I don't think I understood that then, but, yeah. It's a bit of a strange thing by almost having restrictions on you, especially really strict ones. You're almost making sure the patients take care of, like, other people. Because... I think the weirdest thing about um, a mental hospital is that, honestly, like, the only thing that is similar about people in who get admitted is that they're in crisis. Um, so, people just act in different ways, they're dealing with different disorders, and even if they're dealing with the disorder, same disorder, they act in different ways and affects them, and... People have different traumas, different triggers, like, 
it's so complex that I don't really know that sticking a lot of mentally ill people is always that helpful. However, I'll say this. I don't know a better solution, and I've never heard of a better solution. That's what exists right now, and so I think that's okay, but there can be a lot of um, hard things and people triggering each other that come out of that, especially when you think of the fact that people are less in control of themselves in a possibly really troublesome state than they are in their normal lives. I don't know if that's the appropriate word, but I'm just going to say that. And, yeah, so, I'm not going to lie, like, it's hard because I don't feel that my experience was that good, but I'm going to say this. I know somebody who says that they met someone and, like, They related to their experience, and they were like, oh, I felt less alone. And I think that's a cool possibility. It was also a bit difficult for me, simply because I was actually put on a unit with a lot of um, older people, like people in their um, mid-50s, that kind of thing. So... I don't really relate to people struggling with their marriage or people not being able to see their kids well. I know one woman was just like, wow, like, I'm just a crappy parent. Like, I can't take care of my kids. It's just terrible. And I have a lot of empathy. Like, that's really hard. But that's not my circumstance. And it's not that you have to relate to people, but... Just with everything going on, it's really hard when you really cannot relate to people. And that's how I felt, and yeah, it is what it is. But I did feel like I learned a lot about mental illness and the different ways it affects different people, and I'd never really seen, like, up close um, older people struggling with their mental health, and... Even with that, I don't feel that I necessarily see, like, witness people struggling, especially not in crisis, and, yeah, it's a bit odd, because I'm literally seeing them in such a raw light, but I don't know that that was the healthiest thing for me, because I feel like I learned some really bad stuff there. But, I don't know. I think something to learn and it's not the worst thing in the world. And I think that wraps it up for, like, my experience. I'll go on to what I've learned, so I I feel like this is getting really long. But if you're with me, like, thanks for sticking around. I really hope this isn't boring I'm trying, I'm not, I'm trying to be, like, I don't know, informative and say the things that stuck out to me, and a disclaimer is that 
like, obviously, I'm only talking about one hospital, and I'm talking about my experience, which is, like, two days, so, there's a lot I don't really know, people might have had very different experiences, so, what I'm saying isn't, like, fundamental truth, however, I think there's a lot of similarities between what I experienced and other hospitals that provide mental health support. So, on to the things I've learned. So, number one, I've mentioned this before, but, um, yeah, mental health professionals, restrictions, they suck, but they are there to help you. And they're there to help other people as well. Like, it's not just about your personal healing. I mean... You are there to, um, take care of yourself. I know I felt like I was, um, being a therapist for a few individuals there. Just, yeah. I'm not quite sure why it ended up, ended up being that way, but, um, yeah, I ended up, like, mediating a conflict that was going on. And, yeah, but, um, but they're there because they're concerned about your safety, and that's their number one goal, and that's important to recognize, so they do, like, multiple checks, they look for everything, they ask you questions, and the SEAL's really antagonizing, but it's because they care, it's because they're putting their lives forward and their efforts to protect vulnerable people at that time in their life and the people who do that have really big hearts and this is I don't know I think it's just like a fundamental basis so like I know I have gone into this thing where I'm like oh this mental health professional said this and it hurt me and that's true and that's happened, but the fact that they're even working in that field should tell you something about their character and their motivations. And people don't just do it for fun. I think you have to remember that. And even the restrictions, even if you think they're dumb, they're there because someone thought that it would be a way to keep your, you safe. It may or may not. But it's important to remember the intention, and a lot of the times, they probably know more than me or you, and I think this is a humbling and okay thing to realize. Second, don't compare yourself to other people. I know I am very different from other people who are there, and that's not meant to be in a conceited way. I mean that less in terms of my mental health and more in terms of like life experience. And so I acted in different ways. I presented myself differently. And honestly, this created a lot of insecurities. I was like, I don't know why I'm here. Something must be wrong with me. And it took me a really long time to get over. But that's just not the point. You may not agree with the fact that you should be admitted 
Um, I know I definitely believe that I should, and I think that I've always said that, looking back when I talk about it to other people, but even if you think that you shouldn't be there, the fact is someone else made a call that you should, and that's all the validation you need, and you don't need to have an experience like other people, you don't need to struggle like other people, and yeah, just please remember that, like, comparing yourself and looking at other people in a way of, they've gone through this, I haven't, they've done this, they've had this. I think in an environment like this, it's really easy to do, but it's really damaging. Honestly, like, just focus on yourself. You're there because you probably need something. You're not at a great point in your life, and you're ready to improve yourself, and whether you're forced to or not, and so, yeah, just please remember that, like, along with that, like, people care about you, and when they look at you in there, they probably want you to be healing. I know pretty much everyone in my life was like, I want you to be better when I came back, and I'm definitely thankful for that, but yeah, along with that, like, when you're there, and I'm not gonna lie, I really didn't do this, it's my biggest regret, but please just tell someone the truth, like, it's really easy to lie, like, you're asked a million questions, and half the time, you probably don't know the answer, probably don't know how you're feeling, but just try to be honest, because they're there to help you, and they want the best for you, and yeah please do what you can because if you're not honest you're just hurting yourself and it's I really learned that mental health professionals like although they're professionals there's a lot that they can't see even when they're living with you even when they're on the same unit if you say certain things they don't know whether or not to believe you and you can present yourself in a certain way and get out of there and that can feel like wow I'm amazing I'm so cool I can get past these people in reality it's not it's self-destructive and not really helpful so yeah please as much as you can like try not to do this and I'm certainly not passing judgment on anybody because, trust me, I understand and I have empathy. It's pretty, it's, it's weird and like you don't know these people and you don't trust them. I know I have really bad trust issues, so, yeah, but, just remember that they actually can support you, but... If you're not honest, they don't know how to support you. They don't know how to help you. And your problems aren't going to go away by you getting out of there and lying. In fact, they're just remaining and they're just staying the same. And you're becoming stagnant and that's not helping you. So, yeah. Don't do that. Ask for help. And finally, my last thing that I've learned... And I know this is, like, a bit of a more depressing 
like episode overall. I don't know. I don't really like to talk about like um sad things, but I think that things like this are real and it's good to talk about, but I'm going to end on a bit of a lighter note. So even in a place like this, you actually have so much control. I know one thing I realized was like, whoa, I honestly will never have this much support for my mental health in my life. Like, you're literally living in a place with so many professionals. If you ever have, like, anything that you need to talk about, you're like, I'm having an anxiety attack, I'm stressed, I'm this, I'm that. They're there, and you can literally call someone up and talk to them. Uh, you can ask someone how your medication is, etc. Like, whatever help you need, they're actually there. So, which is a bit ironic, so you actually have, like, more than you're ever gonna have outside, like, in your outside life, or your real life, not your suffering life, I guess, um, you probably, like, you can call up your friend, maybe you can call up your therapist if you're lucky, but this isn't always the case. And, um, along with that, like, they actually encourage you to speak up for your needs. Like, this is a silly example, but the guy I mentioned earlier, earlier, he was like, I need pop. So, this is a bit like, well, why do you need pop? Like, whatever, like, he was a bit of a, um, cheeky person, like, that's kind of his personality, at least that's what I understood from the little I interacted with him. But he made a case as to why he thought that he should get Pop to drink, and they respected that, and they gave it to him. In the same way, if you think, hey, I should be eating more food, I should be, um, I should leave soon, I should, uh, not be on this medication. You can make a case for them. I'm not going to say that they're always going to respect that. Especially like the leaving soon. But if you can communicate yourself in a manner that shows that you care about yourself and are invested. They actually do respect you. And they encourage that. And that shows that you actually care. Which... It's just, like, a bit strange, because that was just not my mentality when I was in there. I was kind of like, oh, I just need to get out of there as fast as I can, so I'm going to do everything they say, comply with the rules, not bend anything, and yeah. It's hard to know whether this was helpful or not, but... I think it's good to be aware of that they do actually encourage you, so please think about what you need. Please talk to people. Like, say what you want. Like, you're in control in there. You're the one supporting your own treatment plan. You're the one who's ultimately in control. Yeah, other people have, like, some input, but at the end of the day, you're the one controlling yourself, 
and you're the one who can communicate with other people what you need, what you want, what you desire, what you think is good for you, and people, other people may have the decision to say, hey, I don't think that's right, and it doesn't, and they may be right or not right, but the fact is, you doing that is a good thing, it's not about them, and yeah, so it's a bit like of a paradox, I guess, like, you're in probably one of the most restricting environments that you'll probably ever be in, but, um, you actually have a lot of control in there, but, yeah, so, that's all for this, I know this was, ended up being really long, and I ended up just rambling, but, this is a topic that I've really reflected on, and, I don't know, I guess, have a lot of thoughts, and I learned a lot, so, that's really why I want to share, and that's really, I think, the point of my podcast is I just want to make people feel a little less alone and shed some light in my experiences, and maybe some people will learn from them, maybe they'll disagree, I don't know, but if you stick around, like, you're a trooper, thanks for listening to me so long, just, ugh, I talk so much, I'm sorry that was my phone dinging for something else. But take care and stay safe. And yeah, I'll see you next week. I don't know if I'm going to keep talking about depressing things all the time or move on to something happier. But thank you.